All right, so you want to just get started and we'll just do this? And go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I like, we're already bleeping before the show starts. And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Bruin. And when I'm not hanging out with my smoking hot wife and my above average kids, you can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Madman. <laughs> and Shane Manoa. He's muted. I got nothing. Um, I got nothing to add to that. <laughs> you always have something. Not only. Yeah. Listen, didn't you learn from two weeks ago to stop being muted all the time? And look, he's you muted can't mute right yourself, now. Man. Well, look, I, you know, I have my kids with me, which is awesome. I love having my kids with me. But um, as you guys might know, my kids are kind of loud. Um, sometimes <laughs> I have to, I have to mute yeah. things so that while you guys speak, you don't hear my kids screaming whatever nonsense and gibberish it is that they're screaming while they, you know, cry, chop each other. I don't even hear them very often. It's the choppers, the ambulances, and like the shootings that I hear in the background. I don't hear your kids. Yeah, that's true. Um, Dynasty Trades HQ, sponsored by Colt. Magnum Bullets. <laughs> no. <laughs> only, Shane's, only Shane's portion is that. Yeah, my portion of the show is brought to you by uh, Gats. Gats, <laughs> do you need a cheap throwaway to murder someone? With? Oh, my God. Well, then get a Gat. Oh, my God. I don't even know what the hell a Gat is. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny? You, we were talking about <laughs> muting it. You know, when we, we talk to our patrons, you know, our HQ crew, they get an unedited version of the show. So a lot of times there's things that are left in the show that you know people on itunes don't hear but it would be great if we could hear the stuff that shane's muting too because (laughs) it's so funny we'll be talking (laughs) it'll be casual we'll be laughing we'll be talking and shane's muted and you see like veins popping out of his head as he's screaming upwards you know (laughs) look at it look at his face right now (laughs) and there was the one time when he thought he muted himself but he didn't and we heard every word that was amazing (laughs) It's my threats mean nothing to them. I've <laughs> talked about this. They, they honestly, like, I think it makes me feel better to like say something to them, but they just flat out ignore me <laughs> and then continue to do whatever it is. They, go back, they go back yeah. to the room they're in and they're like, that guy. <laughs> yeah, basically. You know, it's, basically. Funny. it's funny. Between the three of us, we all have boys. Um, you know, I have one, he's 17. So what you two guys are going through with the younger ones, just wait till he's 17. Then you'll, you'll have a lot of fun. But yeah. I know both you guys have two younger boys. <laughs> Shane's shaking his head. No. How old are your guys' kids again? 13 and, well, about to be 13 and 10. So 12 and 10 right now. 12 and 9. 12 and 9. <laughs> oh, my God. When when Michael was 12 and 9 and stuff, we were wrestling upstairs watching WWE. Now it's uh, <laughs> he's up there playing right? Fortnite. But you know what would be funny? We, we always used to joke years ago about sticking all the kids on the show one time. Um, Michael has no interest, know, yes. so I don't know if your boys have any interest or not. <laughs> oh, my kids would definitely like to jump on and talk about some stuff. I mean, for sure, their favorite players, whatever. We still need to do that. Um, we've been talking about that for years, Mike. We just never yeah. got it. We never made that happen. So it could be my kids and Shane's kids. It's funny. My, my sister-in-law and her husband and their two boys are coming tomorrow for the next two weeks. And the two boys, I believe are 13 and 16. And the 13 year old goes, I want to be on your guys' show. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Um, but listen, we have so much to talk about tonight. We have so much news and so many topics and, and just, Oh, wait, never mind. (laughs) Shane's eyes just popped out. Um, We do. Actually, tonight we have a bunch of topics that our listeners gave us. We've never done this before in like two and a half years, three and a half years, four and a half years, however long we've been doing this. Seven years now. Seven Seven years. years. We've never asked. Three and a half, yeah. We've never asked the audience before, what do you guys want us to talk about? Because mostly we don't really give what the audience wants to hear like you know what i mean like we're not that guy we're, we're definitely not the guy that's like oh what do you want to hear from me yes you're pretty um oh you want to hear uh uh my tops buys and sells like we just we don't do that because i don't know we just don't and then when we do i always purposely make us do it and i don't know if you guys noticed this at the completely opposite time of every other podcast um so like you know everybody will be doing rookie talk and i'm like you know what we should talk about 
veterans. <laughs> yeah. uh, nice. Well, and then also it's just like we we never do it before. We've never asked them before because a lot of times we'll we'll do this little pre-show thing and we'll be like, hey, let's talk about this. Okay, that's fine. But but all three of us were really busy the last couple of days, so we kept pushing the show, pushing the show, and then we're getting ready to do the show tonight and like 20 minutes ago. Hey, I don't have a topic. I don't have a topic either. <laughs> so Shane threw it out there. And we got a lot of responses. Yeah. I mean, especially the, the best was Shane's responses to people's responses about IDP players. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I, I really enjoy people asking us IDP questions because um, that just shows the level of commitment you have to us as a listener. Um when you ask yeah, me, we talk about it yeah. so much. I mean, we generally, I'd say, what at least <laughs> half of our shows dedicated to IDP, right? So, so we got yeah. one, and I'll just get this one out there early because this was a great question. Um, um, some guy that doesn't follow us um, on Twitter asks, "What? Why Devin White is in fact the best IDP <laughs> linebacker?" And you know, when I read that question, I had several several thoughts. Um, most of them going, "What the f- dude? We don't talk about IDP on this show." Get no, admit it. Here. Your first question was, "Who the hell is Devin White?" <laughs> I know who Devin White is. I do know who okay, he is. Okay. But uh, we're not going to answer that question because we don't care. Listen, um, I care. I do care. But okay, well, there's, but there's plenty of I, excellent IDP shows. If you want to hear uh, <laughs> IDP, read and react. Uh, our buddy Hollywood Titan. Um, has IDP show, yeah, the IDP yep. guys. If you want to yep, listen to IDP stuff, you, you go listen to them. Um, please don't listen to anything <laughs> I have to say about it. Although IDP is easy. I will say this again, and I've said oh, it before. Oh. You don't get tackles. You want ends and linebackers um, and bad <laughs> cornerbacks. Boom. I just, <laughs> I just succinct IDP. was that, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, there's a lot of great IDP people out there, you know, um, and, 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 you know, Mike Wollard and – Oklahoma yeah. Dougie and like you said, yeah. Daryl, you know, Hollywood. Well, at but, Seahawks Dan too. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, my yeah. co-owner in a couple leagues. That dude's a badass. At Seahawks yeah. Dan, check him out too. But the thing is, when uh, I said I like him, him, I like it, but I also gave up years ago bothering to try to talk about it on this show. So on this show. Yeah, yeah. On this show. We're not gonna talk about it. But Shane's just, eyes roll back in his head. <laughs> well, my point of saying what I was saying before is that we don't usually ask the people, so we did ask and just perfect for this show. Half the responses are jokes. <laughs> I mean, we had somebody ask about IDP. We had somebody ask about what our best recipes are. Um, you know, there's like all these different kind of things. And then there was a few serious ones. So we did pick a couple that we were going to talk about. But before we do that, we have a couple news stories here to go over. And our news are, is brought to you guys by underdogfantasy.com. So Shane, tell everybody about Underdog Fantasy. Yeah, I think everybody knows underdogfantasy.com at this point. Um, They are ubiquitous. They are everywhere. Um, But if you haven't signed up yet, now's a great time to sign up. Use promo code TRADESHQ. Um, They have a promo promo going on right now. If you're a new sign-up, you get $25. Um, And actually, as we um, we have started doing this – literally started the show. I just jumped into uh, an underdog best ball draft with Jennifer Eakins, um, the Monday mommy at the Monday mommy, because uh, I saw that she said, uh, who else wants to uh, draft with me on a Friday night? So uh, I, I'm in with you, Jen. Hi. Um, so yeah, go sign up, sign up for best ball. Use promo code trades HQ. Yeah. Big news, big news. Um, yes. T. Higgins? Uh, yes. There's something about T. T. Higgins. Higgins. So, yeah, this is uh, it's not big, but it, it is a subject that I find very interesting. Um, T. Higgins is going to play a huge role in the offense. I knew it. Offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan. Yes. <laughs> Jeremy is like cheering. He's got fists in Fire the air. Up, Why are you so happy about that, Jeremy? Dude, I, it, that's a player I own a lot of stock of going back to Debbie, and um, I was hoping things would, you know, would take off for him. He went to the Bengals. I got excited when they took Joe Burrow and the whole, you know, just put that whole thing together. I think that he had a good enough rookie season, and yeah, yeah, I know they got Jamar Chase, but I'm telling you, um, that's that's probably good for T. Higgins. I expect them to have a great second season. I think he was just getting hot at the end of you know the year. When, well, before Burrow got hurt, they had a great chemistry coming into the league together. I'm just yeah, I'm excited about that offense in the passing game. So when anything I hear, just uh, yeah, makes me um, smile at the stock. <laughs> 
I'm well, not going to get rid of T. Higgins. We've spent the last couple of weeks talking about ADP and everything. Shane, what what type of ADP does T. Higgins have, and has it changed? Look at your All right, face. All right, so Tadarius Higgins. Um, Tadarius Higgins. Right now, he is the wide receiver in uh, June ADP. DLF, obviously, because I write for them, so I probably won't plug anyone else's um, ADP. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Uh, the wide receiver 20 right now. Um uh-huh. In March, prior to the NFL football draft, uh, he was the wide receiver 12. So you're getting a little bit of a discount on him, but that's probably because of the guy that's the wide receiver 10 right now, Jamar Chase. Uh, He's the wide receiver 10. Definitely a discount. So you're saying from March to June, that's what? That's like three months. Was it a long eight spots? Well, that's what I was going to ask. Was but was it a like fast fall? Like right after Chase was drafted, he fell, or is it a a gradual thing until now? As soon as Chase was drafted to the Bengals, he dropped um, immediately, which you know makes sense because everyone thinks Chase is going to be the alpha there. I mean, Chase has. The better college. Yeah, they profile, think he's right? going to be the wide receiver one. Yeah, yeah. basically, they think he's going I mean, to be wide receiver one, and Higgins is going to be wide receiver two. That's yeah. the assumption. I like. I I still like Higgins. Wide receiver twenty. I don't know if it's enough of a discount. If I can throw a random first and get him, though, I'm probably going to do that. Well, that was that was the question I was just going to ask you. I was going to say, have you seen? discounts out there when you're making any trades or have you guys either one of you tried to get him off of somebody now that you feel that you could probably get him for a discount jeremy have or did you already have him jeremy everywhere uh, uh, not everywhere in, in a lot of places i haven't uh, successfully acquired him anywhere though i i need to 100 percent good great point mike you put me on the spot and i'm, I'm gonna do it as soon as the show's over <laughs> Well, typically, if I brought that up, Shane would start doing it during the show. But Shane, have you he probably tr- just did? Yeah, I was gonna say, have you tried Shane or have you been able to get him cheap anywhere? I, I haven't actually. I'm, and I'm trying to actually move. And we'll talk about this a little later, uh, maybe on the patron show if uh, we get there. But uh, I, I've been trying to trade uh, Mr. Bob Woods. Bobby Trees. Uh-oh. Um, and I did try to ship him off for uh, Rob Woods for uh, straight up for T. Higgins. But I was um, – oh, I haven't been rejected yet because that oh. Larry Monkey apparently um, doesn't know how to accept You tried to give me Bob Woods. Yeah, I, look, everyone's getting offered Bob Woods. I'm not going to – he's 29 <laughs> years old. Um, I know it's a bad time to sell – veterans but look i i get a hair up my ass and that's when i want to that's when i want to do things um first of all jeremy's like doing something and his head popped up when you talked about hair in your ass um isn't that like <laughs> what what's what are you saying isn't that the saying a hair up your ass yeah it is uh, yeah, yeah yeah i guess but a hair in your ass i, I don't know whatever you're in it paints a disgusting care. picture but that's the right saying that's yeah. no, it's gross oh um, but anyway for, for t higgins um i am looking at the dlf trade finder yeah um, a lot of sideways moves here. Here's one that's interesting though. Someone gave up T Higgins in a 2022 first for Calvin Ridley. Which side do you like there? T Higgins in a first. Yeah. I think honestly, I, I like that. I, and the other, the other side's fine. I mean, honestly, if, if you love Calvin, Calvin Ridley and you, you know, maybe this is your year perhaps, but I, I like the other side better. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think I think if you believe what we're talking about earlier and if you believe what the coach is saying, then T. Higgins is definitely good enough to put in your starting lineup and you have a first. But I think I might go with the Calvin Ridley side. Um, cause, but that's also me. I don't care about the picks. I'll get them later. Oh, okay, wait a second. I have to say something. When you mentioned, Shane, about how people that listen to our show and then don't listen to our show and ask us IDP questions, how many times have I said on the show in the last three and a half years that I don't really care about draft picks except for those like two months before the draft and everything like that? Um, You're muted. Every day. Okay. Literally every day. (laughs) Even when we're not recording. Sometimes you just text me (laughs) and you're like, hey – um, I just need you to know that I don't care about draft picks. And I'm like, all right, well, um, Merry Christmas to you as well. Um, well and uh, I'll talk to you later, I guess. Here's a different question. How many times have I told you guys that I love Mike Evans? Um, it's got to be in the thousands. A, a million thousands. times. Because yeah. somebody sent me a trade offer. I'm not sure who it was. I don't remember which league it was in. But two days ago, I got a trade offer. Somebody sent me a 2022 second for Mike Evans. <laughs> 
to change face. <laughs> that sucks. So, Mike Evans is one of those guys. I'm 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 probably looking to move. Like I'm not gonna. I'm looking to move Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams. Uh, the older Robert receivers, Woods. but not for the shit that yeah, you just said. But not for a mid-second. Although for Robert no. Woods, you might have to take it because the market is not there. But for Mike Evans, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold. Probably, I mean, with any of these guys, if I don't get a, a trade I like, I'm gonna hold. Yeah, until you need in to. season. But yeah, that's a ridiculous offer a second for Mike Evans. That's just stupid. That's just <laughs> that's so stupid. And listen, I'm I'm sorry to the person that did send me that offer. And and we don't mean to say anything bad about you. But the reason I do. I say you're a bad person. <laughs> the reason I brought oh it up God. though. The reason I brought it up though is it tied into the beginning of the show and it ties into some of the topics that people had asked us to talk about. And one of them is what our theories are with Dynasty and what our process are on specific players and their value. So I was going to relate that to that in a lot of times I see the value of some players because I really like those players and I really want to play. I want to have them on my team because if I'm going to sit on the couch and watch football, I want to watch the people I like. Granted, I'm not going to pick like somebody that's really bad and say that I'm going to watch them anyways, but when I like like somebody, I want to keep them. So that's one of the things that are in the back of my head. And a lot of people don't don't adhere to that kind of practice. They're just like the best player, whatever. I don't care if I like them or not. So what we were going to do is, I guess, between the three of us, we'll talk about that. And Jeremy, why don't you start with this? But we were asked, by, we were asked by Snark Pilot DFF, he said, I'd like to hear a lot more on you guys' dynasty theory and process as opposed to what specific player values are. Um, well, there's a lot to cover. So is there something specific you guys want to talk about? I mean, well, kind of like what I just said, well, well, kind of like what I just said, one of my processes is that I like the players. I want to watch them. I want those players on my team. Gotcha. Um, one of my, um, well, a big thing for me is still getting, you know, in startup drafts, um, and, and trying to trade for top tight ends, um, getting a top tight end. So, and I talk about this a lot, but pl- so I can plug that player in, and I don't have to figure out who to stream every week or who might have a, a good week. I think that's um, it's asking a lot when you play in a, a bunch of dynasty leagues. If you only have a few and you you have time to set aside to analyze things uh, more gr- at a more granular level every week, um, I can't do that with every position. So I like to str- you know focus on maybe what quarterbacks to put in, maybe quarterback two, let's say. And then wide receivers and running backs, I find it a little bit easier. Running backs seem to be pretty straightforward for me. I don't always get those wrong. And then I have a lot of fun with the wide receivers trying to figure out which ones match up against what cornerbacks. I don't like to try to figure out which tight ends, um, you know, matter every given week. It's, it's too tough. I don't know how good I could be if I, if I studied up and practice a lot. So for me, it's just easy to plug and play on like putting Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, the top guys. in. so I try to have one of those players on my teams. And I think it makes the rest of my um, uh, lineup setting uh, tactics easier week to week. And um, makes me a little bit more comfortable too. When I go into rookie drafts or in trades, you know, I, I just feel like that's the most comfortable position for me to be in when I have a, a strong tight end coupled with, you know, enough quarterbacks to cover all the time. I can really, um, it allows me a lot of flexibility with running backs and, and wide receivers. And I feel like that also sets me up to trade, um, to trade more readily, um, to get, you know, running back. I'd prefer a wide receiver. I want, um, when I'm strong at the quarterback and tight end position, I can more freely move those guys around. So that's something that I, I tend to have on all my teams. It, worked because I think I, I don't fluctuate at every position. I have positions of strength and then I, I try to trade running backs and wide receivers more. So I have kind of a core on my teams that makes me feel stronger from week to week on my dynasty teams. That's, that's one thing I think I like to do. And I think people should maybe consider. I think that's a great answer, you know, and I loved your hesitation at the beginning. Like, I'm not sure. And then you did. <laughs> There's then you, so much then to say. Come, no, but that's a great answer. But Shane, what, what's something that's like important to you when you do this? I don't know. I have like so many different, like, I don't want to say strategies, processes, but I always have. You've learned a lot over the years. You've changed your strategies a lot since we started this podcast. You have to admit, you, like you have really grown a lot. Well, no, what I was, <laughs> He's well, learned I mean, a lot from us. <laughs> what, what I was going to say is flexibility is yeah. probably the, the biggest thing is just 
you know, we, I get you. It's easy when you easy to fall into the trap when you first start playing Dynasty and thinking, well, it's Dynasty. Hell, there's probably not a lot of changing. Like it's like, all right, well, I own these players forever, right? So my strategies probably aren't going to have to change much, and I'm probably not going to turn over my roster much until you start playing, and you're like, well, <laughs> Dynasty is, you know, yes, it's Dynasty. It's very different than Redraft, but. It, it's different in a different kind of sense. It's different in the sense that like, okay, you have these rosters, you know, obviously for more than one year, it's not important that it's not always important that you're building for five years out. Um, it's not important that you're building for four years out, um, which is when I first started playing, I'd go, well, I need every 21 year old, 22 year old, because I, or if I made a trade, well, I want the wide receiver cause he's going to play for a decade. I want the quarterback because he's going to play for a decade. Right. Um, since since then, I've obviously evolved into you know where it was like, well, I play for three years. Now I, I'm like, well, I play for two years. <laughs> like I'm playing this year and I'm playing next year because that's all I can really forecast um, reasonably. You know, we're very bad at forecasting, and it's not just me. We don't know what's going to happen year to year trying to forecast out three years is an eternity. When you just look at how many head coaches in the NFL have lost their jobs in the last three years, how many quarterbacks aren't even starting in the positions that they were three years ago, like the turnover is insane. Um, you know, you have those outliers, you have uh, the Patriots where they had Tom Brady forever. And you, you definitely have a few teams where you can go, all right, well, I can always bank on this, you know, but that's not the norm. Um, Another thing that another uh, process or strategy or whatever you want to call it, I have, or at least I like to try to have, is understanding that things aren't binary. Um, and I, you know, you know, I was, I, I'm, there's certain things I'm very binary on. If you hit on a third round pick, sell them for a second. If you <laughs> hit on a second round pick, sell them for the first. You know, I will, I will never not preach that. But then I understand in some situations besides that, um, you do have to look at, at the situation and go, all right, well, everything's not always if this, then that. Like it's 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 football. It's it's humans play the sport and things, you know, things happen out, outside of what we think are going to happen. Now, I'm not talking about probabilities. I'm not talking about, well, you know, uh, uh, a wide receiver coming out of college with a breakout age of 18 hits at 70 percent or whatever the number is. I'm never going to be like, well, just disregard that and draft Henry Ruggs. Um, but there's other situations that aren't as uh, binary, I think, um, is what I try to – I'm trying to get my mind to, to wrap around the, the understanding that not everything is if this, then that. It's so great because I just want to say to you, Jeremy made the joke when you started talking, saying that you've uh, evolved and changed over time. But both of the things that you said are two of the things that I've said a million times on the show. Jeremy said it too. It's like the one thing that I've always felt with a lot of people in this industry is everybody talks in definites. Like they're like, this guy is definitely a wide receiver too. And that guy is definitely a wide receiver four. And you need to trade to get the two instead of the four and all this kind of stuff. And Shane, you and I, when we did the show two weeks ago, we talked about what you just said about like, if you get a guy for a second round pick uh, and you could sell him for a first, do it. Or if you get him for a fourth and you sell him for a first, do it. But, you know, sometimes you don't want to do that because if you already got the player that's getting you the points, you're not necessarily going to get it from that first that you get. Right. And if you already drafted George Kittle, you may not may not want to trade him for the first when yeah. you drafted him in the fourth. And, and there's, sure. there's a lot of people that do that, you know. And, and the one thing that I've always felt ever since we even started doing the show is that it seems like there's not a whole lot of accountability in this industry and everybody will say things indefinite. like this guy is that this guy's that. And then when the next year comes around, when that guy didn't really pan out the way everybody said, nobody talks about it. They just go on to the next guy, you know? So for me, the one thing that I always felt was if I believe it, if I like the guy, if I want the guy on my team, if I believe that he's going to help me win, I'm going to do it and I don't care what everybody else thinks, you know? So when I said that thing about Mike Evans earlier, yes, I love Mike Evans and I love to watch him, but I also know he's going to get me the points and he's going to do the thing. 
I said I'd love to watch him and Shane's making all these faces while he's muted and nobody can hear what he's saying. So oh, it's probably it's probably for the best. It was inappropriate. It seemed very vulgar looking at very, what you were very saying. Inappropriate. <laughs> Grab that ball, Mike. Grab it. Grab it. Oh my oh, god. Your my hands are so big. I love how he grips it. Maybe go back to being muted. But my point is, is there's so many different ways to play this. And we've said this on the show. There, There's so many different things to do. And I think one of the most important things to do when you're doing this is to be flexible, be willing to change, be willing to move on. Whether I like Mike Evans. Look, Todd Gurley was one of my favorite players in the entire world. Obviously, forget him. I don't even have him on my rosters anymore because he's not playing anymore. So you have to be a little bit flexible on no matter what your theory is, no matter what your process is, and just don't stick to one thing. Change it up, change it up. I mean, we we talked on this show about how we felt that this rookie class wasn't the greatest rookie class in the entire world. And then I just had my free agent rookie draft in my home league and there was nothing worth anything and I had 12 spots. So I just grabbed a whole bunch of rookies because I was like, you know, one of them hits, then I did good. Yeah, if none of them hit, then I drop them all next year. So you just got to kind of be flexible is what I think. Were were you reading my tweet this week? I tweeted out earlier this week about how, look, you know, we're all going to miss in this business. Just I don't trust people that never talk about their misses and they don't own them. And, you know, if you bring up their misses to them, they suddenly turn it into that you're personally attacking them (laughs) when they're literally like, you said this running back was going to be really good and he was really bad. Like that'd be the tweet. And then the person, you know, made the uh, the person being tweeted at it'll be like, why are you attacking me on a personal level? Like, that's not a personal level. They didn't call you ugly or stupid. Like, right. they, just, they asked why, you know, you said this player is going to be good and they're bad. Um, and that's so, a great point. It yeah. is. I mean, and it happens to all of us and it, it is how people feel. And But it goes back to what Mike was saying, that there's no definites. People talk in absolutes with these players. And and to me, that's that it's it's really because at the end of the day, the team with the best players wins. The team with the most better players that scores more points wins. And that's what everybody's trying to do. They have different ways of getting there and arguing about it and figuring it out. But you know, we all have our Nikhil Harry's to bear. All of us. <laughs> Each of us has that player that like you aren't are not gonna get away from that, you know, you you missed on for whatever reason. But if you hit in whatever fashion you've designed to to be able to break that down and making trades and marginally making your team better. At the end of the day, it's the team that scores the most points, and that's what we're trying to do. So you, you want more, better players. I mean, I know I'm oversimplifying it, but that's why it hurts when you get it wrong. That's why people get so sensitive about it, and that's why people are in black and whites, the absolutes about this is definitely going to be a wide receiver one when – Nobody really knows that for sure until it happens. Exactly. And and I, I want to say one thing. There was one other theory, one other process that I definitely believe is one of the most important things in all of Dynasty. And I kind of set it up right there to show the example of it happening. And it perfectly happened. Yes, Shane, I did see your tweets this week. I know exactly what you tweeted. And part of why I said it was because I wanted you to bring that up. And that is that is one of the biggest things I think of in all of Dynasty is to know the people that you're playing with. Know what they're going to say. Know what they're going to do. Know what their tendencies are. And 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 I think a lot of times we've joked about it on this show, but I know that Jeremy is going to take tight ends and quarterbacks and rookie drafts. I know that Shane is going to bring up certain things that he's going to bring up. And 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 I know people know that I like players like Mike Evans and stuff like that. There's a lot of tells that a lot of people do. And I think that's probably one of the most important things when it comes to trading is to know the people in your league, anticipate what they're going to do, anticipate what they're going to say, and and then try to use that to your advantage to make trades and make moves. And yes, I did see you write, write that. And yes, Jeremy and, and I and you, we've been talking about that for years, that people do not own up to what they say. Baker Mayfield said he was the QB too. <laughs> and, and I, there's, I think, there's I think, still hope for that one to be right, Shane. <laughs> Nikhil uh, Harry being the best wide receiver in his class is uh, not, I mean, not in the realm. Of, yeah, but the is that because you're a Cleveland fan or you really believe that? No, I mean, he, you I mean, know, he's not as bad as a lot of people think. He probably is going to score points to be sustained at that level. But I, 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 I think Shane was, was great about that. I, 
Look, that was a great limb to go out on, buddy. When you're when you're looking at the ranges of outcomes, I think there's more of a chance that Baker, like Jeremy said, Baker Mayfield could be the QB two compared to Nikhil Harry even ever being useful. <laughs> I don't even know if that guy's going to have a job in three months. Um, you know, it's funny though. Is I in every mistake, I remember every mistake. Too. Uh-huh. Like I, I I don't forget them. I remember Talton Brashard Perryman. Um, you know, in his going into his third season, that didn't work out well. His um, third season when he was 33 and completely 38 bald. years old, right? Yeah. And, you know, what I learned is that and I started to look for positives that I wanted to see, but nothing else. Like, that's all I wanted to do. Like, I didn't get a clear, uh, uh, I didn't take an overarching view of a player or a player situation. Um, and I did the same thing with Baker, where I went, all right, well, he just had this great half season with Freddie Kitchens and he just added Odell Beckham. There's no way he can't be the wide receiver <laughs> or the quarterback too with Odell Beckham, uh, David and Joku and uh, <laughs> Jarvis Landry. And, you know, I think since then I've, I've learned to enthusiasm and look at players on a more overarching situation, uh, including, you know, the, the possible downsides. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's still players that I, I fall in love with, um, but it's not, be, you know, because of their attributes like DJ Moore. He's still a wide receiver. I still think it's going to be tremendous, um, but I can see the downside there so I can understand, you know, I don't just give up anything for DJ Moore. No, I'm not going to give you two firsts and a Cortland Sutton for DJ Moore. Hmm. I'll give you Cortland Sutton in a second for DJ Moore. But, you know, just because I'm enamored with the guy. I, I also know there is downside there and I have to take that into account when I'm making trades. Um, it was funny. I forget what patron chat we were in, but someone said to me like, Oh, you don't make bold as bold of trades anymore. And I thought about why that was. And I was like, well, yeah, cause I'm not just putting my dick out there to get it with a hammer. <laughs> like I'm being a little more cautious. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm checking the hole, you know, to see what's on the other side of the hole before I put my penis through <laughs> You know what oh I mean? This isn't the old days when you just put your penis in the <laughs> hole and you're like, hey, case or sarah, whatever it will be, oh will be. Wait, hope is, best. is this the first time we've had a glory hole reference? But listen, um, the thing that I'm talking be. about is that <laughs> Jeremy muted himself. His face is red. Jeremy, are you okay? <laughs> wow, yeah. I'm glad I muted myself. You didn't hear any of my comments. <laughs> I, I was like, I mean, really? Yeah, you don't want to treat it like a glory hole. Oh, my not. God. But it was so funny, though, your face. Um, but <laughs> now I completely forgot what I was going to say because you went down that path. That is one of the strangest paths Sorry. we've taken. No, that's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but is there any other tips or any other theories or any other things you want to tell some people out there that are listening or to tell uh, Snark Pilot? Snark Pilot and Snark Pilot's a patron. Um, yeah, I know. What up, homie? We like him a lot. Um, like him better than non-patrons again. Um, <laughs> so if you're everybody. not a crew member, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say become that. a crew member. We're just going to throw that in now so I don't have to do it at the end of the show. But become a crew member. Um, I'll talk to Michael and Jeremy later. We actually have to do our Zoom with our crew this week or next week, actually, to yeah. get it in. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got a Zoom session with our crew every month. We got bonus podcasts every week just about um, – probably three out of the four weeks, probably four out of the five weeks, like five out of the six weeks. Um, you get the <laughs> nice. uncensored version of this. You get the swag whenever I figure out how postage works. Um, <laughs> and I've got like an 85% hit rate. A um, couple people stuff came back to me. You'll get it. You'll get it. Um, don't pressure me. Um, but yeah, also you get the group me chat, which is where we talk a lot of dynasty theory and a lot of trading and things like that. So if you're not a crew member, you're probably not really that smart so Whoa. you should become a crew member <laughs> listen we love all our listeners but he he is right it's fun being a crew member and prior to doing the show we did discuss this unfortunately jeremy's not going to get to be with us th- this uh this time at the expo in a month and a half but <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> hey that's better than that you know i'm gonna make that into a sound drop and we'll use it later um but uh but but we are going to do something special with any of our hq crew that are at the convention. We're going to do a little private thing um, Saturday night at the hotel, at the bar. So um, if you are coming to the expo and you're not a patron yet, get in there and join our patron and come hang out with us and have some fun. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And hey, listen, we're still a month and a half away. You never know. Jeremy's plans might change. Um, So we did have another one on here from another listener. 
No, uh, we were done with that. What? We were done with that. Well, I asked you if you had any more, and and then you started talking about our Patreon. So I, I did want to add one thing to Shane's. Oh, I, well, I then was let's actually do it. really um, impressed with what you said about you know the window of time that people allot themselves. I mean, it's possible to come out of a startup draft with a really strong team. And if you think of things in terms of like short term like that, two years, if you come out with a strong team and you continue, continually kind of churn over the roster, but don't think in terms of like, I have to have all young guys, I have to have all, you know, the top vets, but have sort of a, um, a tiered approach to that, have some of, you know, the older guys, the, the mid tier guys and, and the younger guys that might not have arrived yet. And then you have trade capital, you know, keep keep your picks if you can. You have all that trade capital and you can go in different directions depending on what happens that first season. But if you think in terms of like three years, four years, five years, are you planning to ever win your dynasty league? And you can't call it a dynasty team unless you win. Like the whole point of it is winning. And yeah, you can punt the first season and acquire picks and kind of go in it that way. But I think it's better to think with you know going in trying to win now and then you just fill in the gaps when your team maybe fails to do that if you make the playoffs you know you kind of fill in you know fill in through trades and and you can kind of be a competitive team and and maybe you do have to reset if you're just stagnant and you are like the you know last uh, playoff team every year and you don't make it to the title game you have to kind of reconsider but at least you have some assets you haven't like gone completely head over heels in one direction you started off strong so i i would caution people about like Oh yeah, I'm on the five year plan because we're in leagues together, Mike, where there are teams that have never been in the playoffs in yeah. five years. Yeah. They just donate their money to the rest <laughs> of the league. I mean, that's cool. But do you really want to be that team that always donates their money to everyone else? I think it's it's okay to attempt to look at the long view, but you need to understand that so much is going to change that you probably want to build for the next two years. And I don't mean that to say that every player you take on should be a veteran. Um, I don't mean that when I say build for the next two years, like you were saying, you should always keep your assets flexible. Um, You know, and some of your teams are going to be pick poor, but hopefully you have a bunch of 24, 25 year old wide receivers mixed in with some of those 27 year old wide receivers, 29 year old wide receivers. But if you can look at your team and see that, all right, this team needs way too much for to happen to break right in the next two years to win anything. It's okay to start moving some of those pieces. Um, I think we've talked about this before. The worst place for me to ever be in dynasty is mediocre. Yeah. It feels so bad because you don't get a high draft pick with your, you know, generally if, unless it's an auction league, but you're not, you're not getting, you're getting your middle of everything. It's just, it feels so vanilla. So blah. Yeah, it does. It, it hurts more than if you were the worst team and you're getting the first overall pick because that's a bonus. Like, well, I, I get Trevor Lawrence going out of this season, you know, at least I've got that carrot in front of me. Yeah, it's true, man. The middle's no place to be. I think one of the things and I've been there a lot. <laughs> I think one of the things that 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 actually shows we we talked about it, I think Shane, when you and I did the show two weeks ago about not always building for the future. You know, like you've got to play for now sometimes. You can't always be saying, well, hey, I've got some great picks next year and great picks next year. You made the comment about being pick poor. A lot of times my teams are pick poor because I trade the picks away. But um, a lot of times I do that to get players that help me win and then I win titles. You know, For me, I like to win. I know, Shane, you make all these jokes all the time about me being old and you know, I, I shouldn't be looking two years down the road. I should be looking two weeks down the road. But um, a lot of times I do that where I move those players around. I think that is an important thing to wrap up at least this section is one of the things I think is important is to constantly do something. And I and I think this kind of relates to the next question that we have. But if you're going to be in Dynasty, you can't just be okay with the team that you have if you're just if you sit back and you don't do trades and you don't do waivers and you don't try to make moves and then you're in the middle then you're always going to be in the middle like you guys say so i think try to at least be active be present on your team watch what's happening watch your waiver wire watch what players are out there make some moves if you have a guy that you think is so great and then doesn't show up then move on already you know 
Um, it doesn't have to be dramatic moves. It doesn't have to be life-altering moves. Maybe you just move a first-round pick for a player like Mike said that you can win now. Maybe you trade a player for a first-round pick. I mean, maybe it's just one here and there. You make strategic trades. You don't have to trade every week or anything. But, yeah, like don't don't be stagnant. Don't let it stagnate. That's right. the biggest thing. And if you trade your picks away, do some of the things like I do where, uh, listen, the offseason is very long. So there's lots of opportunities to do trades in the offseason to get those picks back. Um, I think we do have one other uh, topic here that I think is very interesting. And Andrew Hall, FF, he asked us, he said, any ideas to keep your league engaged during the off season? What does it say? Unless there just aren't any. <laughs> so he asked if we had right. any ideas. And then he said, unless there aren't any. Me, me as a commissioner of a lot of leagues, I have a few ideas. But what do you guys think? Well, Shane, you kind of jumped up right there from your chair. Do you have an idea? Um, no, um, what I was going to say is this, this is one of those things and, you know, we've talked about it before where we talk about why trade deadlines are stupid because every time you tell me why trade, you know, trade deadlines are needed, I just go, well, that's because you have a bad league or bad owners. Um, it's normal for a league to be a little quiet right now. Um, if you want it to, you know, you could force everyone to put at least six players on their trade block that are auto accepts. Um, Jesus, (laughs) you know, our our buddy Scott Connor loves doing that. Like he'll just put up a bunch of players and I'll go, you know, this is what exactly what I want for it. And I've made a couple. When you're in 250 leagues, I'm sure that makes it a lot easier to trade <laughs> well, well but I also mean, you said the word sense. forced you you said well forced, i mean you know <laughs> I, I mean you could make it compulsory um or you, you could tell people but i mean like that's what do you want to force people to do things no. is basically so the the best thing you can do is make sure you have a group chat for the league right hopefully right. you don't have people that that you have people that like to talk to each other you have people <laughs> that like to trade i mean if you have a me Someone like me in your league, you have a guy that at least is probably going to go through the league once every couple weeks at worst and go, eh, maybe I can make a move. Let me send out <laughs> some offers. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you get two of me's in your league, then it's good stuff. <laughs> I think it's just really, it's going to be up to the league dynamic. And then also understand that, look, it's June 25th. This is as dead as it gets in Dynasty right now, right? We're reading Roto World blurbs or whatever they call themselves now um we're reading stupid pff tweets we're re- reading stupid tweets from chris chris sims talking about you know that uh kellen mond is a better quarterback than justin fields and trey lance because people are just Dude, has, has he ever had a good tweet no <laughs> chris sims no, you said not. reading stupid tweets everything he tweets yeah. is stupid i'm yeah. sorry I, just, I mean yeah, yeah we're, we're just in that guy. phase of the season look what you can do if you want to spark some some um, some some discussion is just share those tweets in your group me chats and your DMs and threads and like shit like that because you know why someone's going to comment and say something and give away something that you can use for as information. Um, you know, you're just going to think they're just going to think, oh, we we're just bullshitting about players. But you know, in the back of your mind, you're taking down notes like, <laughs> okay, well, I just heard you say that you're really not that big on so-and-so anyway so maybe i should try to make a move for him because you've already said you're not very big on him so maybe i should send you a low ball offer and that goes back to what i said earlier about know the people in your league and taking notes is a great Mm -hmm. idea jeremy do you have any kind of ideas you're muted um i mean just stay just stay active you know um and and one of the easiest things and we've talked about this before there's a lot of things you could do but i'm a hypocrite because right now i'm not doing a lot of things to keep things active in the off season so but i mean things that you can do is just like shane was saying before with the with the um trade bait we've talked about this before you know update your trade bait and you know don't put like the shitty players on your roster that you're going to cut anyway cuz nobody really cares and nobody's going to offer you anything for them the whole the whole <laughs> the term is bait like put something out there that you know okay Deshaun Watson after that business put him out on a trade bait and you know you're going to get some offers for sure we did that it it happened put good players out there i mean something interesting but you know put players that maybe you you're not sure you want to trade but you know are highly valuable and just kind of get the ball rolling it's a passive um way to get some some things um thrown your way some offers sent your way if you're not you know into going like shane and reaching out to every every team in every league you're in and <laughs> making trades with them if you're not that active of a person update your trade bait because other people will respond to that when they when they see that in their notifications that you're offering up christian mccaffrey or something <laughs> um so put you know put good players on there some bait that's the word um i think that's a, a key way to do it and then you know 
Twitter. Use use whatever it is. I don't really use GroupMe. I like Voxer because I can yell at people. I can get on the on Voxer and like <laughs> Shane, what are you doing? Or Mike, listen to this idea and talk for five minutes, and then he's he's he responds back, and it's like, why don't we just call each other? But Voxer, <laughs> exactly, Twitter, they, you know, I, there are so many group <laughs> DMs that I'm in. I I don't use that so much, but I do reach out directly to. Um, if I see someone in my league has a Twitter account and they have a player I want, I, I go to Twitter and say, Hey, um, you know, I'm interested in whatever Christian McCaffrey, I, I sent you an offer or what, you know, just open the dialogue. There's easy ways to do it and you don't have to be super aggressive about it. Just, you know, communicate with people, <laughs> but I am a hypocrite in a way because I have so too many leagues to really stay engaged throughout the year. So for the past few weeks, I haven't done a whole lot of anything. <laughs> I love, I love, I, what, I love what he said about Voxer though, because that is the way I feel about Voxer. Should, Jeremy will leave this long thing, and to me, it feels like we're already talking. So then I'll start talking about, and then I'll be like, "Oh wait, we're not on the phone. It's like a message." Then um, he just calls me up. He's like, "Let's just do this." Because <laughs> sorry, the Voxer thing is kind of funny to me. Um, I will say this: I was about to answer, but before I answer the question, Shane, you were about to say something, and we interrupt. Oh, I already forget. It's fine. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> no, you don't really. <laughs> so what I was what I was gonna say is for me, I have a little bit of a different perspective because I'm thinking about it more along the line as a commissioner and how to keep the people in your league uh, active and present and interested and engaged. And one of the things that I've done, or at least I try to do with a lot of the leagues, and we've been doing it with the HQ ones too. Uh oh. Wait a second. Shane's got his hand raised. What? No, now I remember. So, um, <laughs> In other words, it doesn't matter what I was going to say. Let's no, go. No, with you, well, you're, no, you're, no, more, you're more likely to retain it than I am. Like this ball, you know what I mean? If I see a ball yard, like I'll go chase that and then forget what the hell we were talking about again. But go you know ahead, what? Then. You, sometimes you just got to be the change you want. If you want your league to be more lively, then you be more lively. You know, like you, I'm sure we've all had this happen, right? When we were like younger teenagers or whatever, you'd go to a party and be like, this party sucks. Well, you're part of that party. So then you suck. Make it not suck. You know what I mean? So if your league is dead and it's inactive, well, that make was it my more whole approach in college. I support yeah. it. <laughs> so oh my God. Yeah, and that's, you know, look, and that's always been me too. Like, you know, not with just fantasy football too, but like, yeah, if, if I'm in a room and it's too quiet, I'm like, well, someone needs to say something funny so I can find something inappropriate to say. And then I'll say it and then try to get the, you know, the mood change. So, you know, be the change you want to see. Or whatever the saying is. I, I think Jeremy, you and I did that in, in Canton, Ohio. Like we, it. we were the change that we wanted to yeah. see. We didn't want to go to bed that at eight o'clock. was dead. <laughs> the town was dead. We, we didn't allow it to sleep. All right. But what I was going to say is I look at it more an approach like a commissioner and you're right. I could retain it more than you. Um, one of the things that I try to do with the leagues, and right now we're seeing it with some of the HQ leagues, is I try to spread everything out over the offseason. I understand as soon as the offseason happens, everybody's like, oh, when can we do this? Oh, when can we do this? I want to do this. I want to do this. And a lot of times, if you do all of that right in February, then <laughs> you have nothing to do for the next bunch of months. So I try to spread things out. And even right now in the, in the HQ leagues, uh, people are asking, when are we going to do waivers? When are we going to do waivers? So we haven't done them yet, but I guess now it's the end of June, going into July. I'll set them up now and we'll have some waivers run for the next couple of months every Wednesday. Uh, you know, no free agent pickups, just just do waivers. And we'll have people engage with each other by doing that. I just always feel like the leagues that open all this stuff up really early, you kind of like shoot your wad right away and then there's nothing else to do. The, the, the off season is very long. It really is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it's Shane, but... Uh, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I, I was just trying to say, I mean, because... There's definitely stages of things to do. You've got your free agents. You've got your waivers. If you're in an auction league, you have your your auction draft. Uh, you have your rookie draft. If you do them all at the exact same time in May, then there's nothing left to do. The other thing I agree totally with I agree both with of that, you guys. I agree 100%. 
both of you guys, it, 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 it seems to be the easiest thing, but a lot of people don't realize it, is to engage with the people that you're in your league. I, I Look, you guys are in way more leagues than me. I, I cut back on a whole bunch of them. But even though, though the fact I cut back on a whole bunch of them, there are some leagues that I'm in where if right now you go look at the DM chat or the Voxer chat or anything like that, nobody has spoken for a month. You know, uh, there, there's like no interaction going on whatsoever. And if, if it's like if, a bad marriage, <laughs> no one wants to talk to each other. It's awkward when you do, no one's having sex with you. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like a bad marriage. Oh my God. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. But, but, I, I like the strategic approach. Mike. But part of it also with our, with our listener league, we, we tried to scatter things. Also, we have five leagues. We're getting ready to do the sixth league. We try to scatter everything, not have it all at one time. Jeremy and I co-commission a league and there's a couple other leagues that we're in and we even talked about it at the beginning of the offseason. Hey, let's do the rookie draft here on this one. Let's do the rookie draft here on this one to try to scatter it out for people. So I think, I guess the long-winded answer is try not to do it all at once. <laughs> try to spread it out over the offseason so there yeah, are those and don't mess times. up the rookie draft. Yeah. Well, you know what's really funny? Yeah, don't mess up the rookie draft. Like, there's so many things leading up to the rookie draft. As long as you have trading open, that's enough. Like, everybody's looking forward to your rookie draft and to the NFL rookie draft and all those. Th- you don't need anything else going on, really, at that time of the year. It's the rookie draft. That's yeah. it. So you have, those it poc- you have those pockets of time. You know what else is great? I love when everybody is so excited to draft. Oh, my God. When's the draft start? The draft starts. You get one day, two days in the the draft and everybody's already complaining oh when's this draft over <laughs> you know it's like it, we we all want that instant gratification and then once it happens you're ready for the next thing i i, I think we just gotta kind of realize it's a long process and and go with it and have some fun with it i i just feel like a lot of this is not as much fun anymore because everybody's so anxious everybody's so uh on edge and everybody wants right now and you know have fun part of the reason we all got into dynasty is that it's a 365 a day year thing it's not a it's not it's not just a a weekly thing it's all year so kind of stretch it out and kind of have a good time with it and if you're not having fun don't do it anymore you did it you did it perfect you said you know to shot your wad too soon and i mean it's just like sex like it's all exciting but you know just slow down take your time with it because once it's over, you, you're done for the night, probably. You know what I mean? Like, it's over. And now all you can do is look back and be like, oh, I wish that lasted a little longer. And then she'll look at you and be like, wow, I wish that would have lasted a little longer. And you're like, yeah. Oh my God. Um, maybe you're ready to go again. Yeah. Take your time. Enjoy it. Um, spread it out. Definitely spread it out. Um, you know, just uh, you know, get it all in. Speaking, all right, that's all of, I got. speaking of it over, I'm going to pull it all Deep in. We're going to wrap this up. I think we had a couple good, great topics from our listeners. It was awesome. We had a couple trades. We'll move those to the Patreon show. Uh, it's a Friday night. There's a lot of things going on. Oh, yeah. uh, oh my God. I missed the daytime Emmys. Damn it. The daytime Emmys were tonight. I'll go watch that when this is over. So uh, Shane already told everybody about our HQ crew. Jeremy, tell everybody about uh, our shop. We have an awesome store. Hit it online, dthq.storeenvy.com, dthq.storeenvy.com. Shirts, hats, stickers, mugs, do it. <laughs> and check us out on Twitter, at Dynasty Trades HQ. Oh, and our iTunes account, at Dynasty Trades HQ. I know we made those jokes about trying to get 100 uh, comments in a week. It, it's not happening. Obviously, it was a joke. But go give us a rate and review. It makes everybody <laughs> really happy. And we love doing the show for you guys. And we want to keep doing this. We've already been doing it for, what, 10 years now? So we mm-hmm. want to do it for another 10 years. So yeah. uh, we love you guys. Three and a half. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Come to the expo. Come have fun with us. We still might pull Jeremy in. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Say goodbye, everybody. See you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Say goodbye, Shane. Bye, Shane. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>